All right, I'm ready for my next question. In a world where rhinoceroses are domesticated pets, who wins the Second World War? Uganda. Defend. Kenya rises to power on the export of rhinoceroses. A Central African power bloc is formed, colonizing North Africa and Europe. When war breaks out, no one can afford the luxury of a rhino. Kenya withers, Uganda triumphs. Correct. My turn. In a world where a piano is a weapon, not a musical instrument, on what does Scott Joplin play the maple leaf rag? Tuned bayonets. Defend. Isn't it obvious? You're right, my apologies. <laughs> what the hell are you guys playing? It's a game we invented. It's called counterfactuals. We postulate an alternate world that differs from ours in one key aspect, and then pose questions to each other. It's fun for ages 8 to 80. Join us. <laughs> All right, I like a good brain teaser. Give it a whirl. You're in luck. This is an easy one. In a world where mankind is ruled by a giant intelligent beaver, what food is no longer consumed? Uh, a BLT where the B stands for beaver? I don't know. <laughs> Leonard, be serious. We're playing a game here. <clears throat> I can figure this out. Let's see. Um, well, beavers eat tree bark. The only tree bark I know that humans consume is cinnamon, so I'll say cinnamon. Incorrect. Obviously, the answer is cheese Danish. <laughs> what? In a world ruled by a giant beaver, mankind builds many dams to please the beaver overlord. The low-lying city of Copenhagen is flooded, Thousands die. Devastated, the Danes never invent their namesake pastry. <laughs> How does one miss that? Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery with a big hey everybody welcome back to the newest episode of pms the perpetual motion squad a big bang theory fan podcast and we are your hosts big bang theory super fans married couple cat and Bo. and we are just delighted to be here with you today you are certainly delighted oh hell yeah i had great coffee this morning yeah i <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. One and all. Yes. I, I don't know a... what you put in that coffee, but who boy be? I am boy a oh, boy boy? Boy boy boy. <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> I am the local uh coffee maker in, in the family. So Yeah, I've become a real coffee snob ever since he started making coffee at home. Well, it's the fact that we just needed some decent coffee and we were sick to death of buying the garbage that they have at the grocery store. So Well, it's not garbage, but instant coffee compared to barista coffee, there's just no contest. Yeah. And Paul really knows how to make coffee. And it's like I went out for a coffee the other day and it was it was all right, but they kind of burned the milk. And I'm like, man, I've become such a coffee snob. <laughs> so this week, what episode are we doing? We are doing season the four. Substitution. Sorry, the, I jumped the, you. <laughs> that's all right. Season four, episode what three. Are we, three? Yeah. Zazzy substitution. I just now, like saying Zazzy. <laughs> now, what did we think of this episode? I love this episode. I thought it was a good episode. It does also show everyone that Amy is a little bit 
as um, as Leonard puts it, condescending and judgmental, judgmental, and But she's but and... she certainly just starts out that way. But we can see that it does. She does progress a little bit further on as she as the story goes. She you know, does, and we start to get a hint of the Amy t- that we love to come toward the end of the episode. Yeah. But then we also see that they start to write her is in a very creepy sort of way. Yes, he's almost do. like a female Howard, which is is which is saying something. Yeah, a little bit. You know. Now, last week, before we get any further, I put I posted a question: When did you get your first computer? We had two responses from oh, that. Really? Yes. So Dane responded, and he said, "1983, just turned twelve. It was an Apple II." Now, in 1983, this would set the family back quite a lot of money. Yeah. I want to say about $1,200 in 1983. I mean, that in is- $1983? In $1983. Jeez. So can you imagine how much that would be worth now? But uh, then, it's I, an I, Apple II, so- I, I want to find out. So keep talking while I go find um, out. He said it was for the family, but I used it 98% of the time. And he got his first IBM compatible was 1993. He got it from a bowling tournament winning a $400. But that Apple II for $1,200 in 1983, holy crap, Dean. That's, a, that's yeah. I'm, I'm At least you got to use it 98% of the time. Huh. Okay, how much is it worth now? $1,200 in 1983 in per, is equivalent in purchasing power to... Good thing you're sitting down. 3,683. Holy shit. Exactly. Dane, can can we be part of your family? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, your, if your mom and dad are buying you a $1,200 computer in 1983 to say it's, it's for the family, but you were using 98% of the time, we really want to be adopted right now. Holy Well, crap. it's kind of like um, when... Sheldon's mother bought the one, the Tandy one for him. Yeah. And he ended up by using it. And his, it's, in it's in his room and he's the only one who uses it, but ostensibly it's for the family. Yeah. Um, and Louie actually responded and they, she got hers in 1999, got one for my 10th anniversary. That's actually really nice if you get okay. a, a 10th anniversary present like that. But yes, that was our answers for this week. My ex-husband and I got our first home computer in 1985 um, with money from the settlement from his car accident. Really? Yep, where he was almost killed. My 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 ex-wife and I went to a place that is no longer uh, around called Radio Rentals, and we were looking at computers, and she said, I want one, and then I ended up having to go and get it for her. Okay. <clears throat> and then she subsequently went on this website, which was one of the worst websites I've ever heard of. And I've ever seen it was a website called Orgish. It is absolutely, it is basically what the dark web started out as before it became the dark web. And it is absolutely riddled with viruses. You go onto that website, you are guaranteed 100% you're going to get a virus on your computer. And it's, it's kind kind of like when you hook up with people on Tinder. Pretty. You go on a Tinder date, you're guaranteed to get a virus. <laughs> now that is now that is something they can actually put on as far as advertising for Tinder. Tinder, come and come and join Tinder. You are guaranteed to get a virus. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, so we've got, had some good answers there. So thank you everyone who participated in our little question for last week. So yep. this week we go on to our count our um episode the Zazzy substitution. 
where we open up and we see that Amy and Sheldon are sitting on their couch or on his couch in their apartment. And they've created a game called Counterfactuals, where they postulate a situation in the world that currently doesn't exist and pose and questions it's an to alternate, each other. An alternate reality. It's ve- I mean, it is really, really strange, some of the questions that they make. And I'm going to actually, um, you would have actually heard it at the beginning of the episode because I'm actually going to put the recording of, of what it is that they're talking about because I can't even figure out how to actually All right, well, let's it. just listen to it. So it'll be on the beginning of the episode, so you would have already heard it as before we started, so... Um, so the game can only be played by them because it requires you to know how the other person thinks, thus providing that they are very compatible together. And it really is because they <clears throat> they really do, um, and as you heard, when they're talking backwards and forwards to each other, they really are very, very compatible. So for yeah, them they're like actually, two halves of the same brain. Yeah. So for them to make this game counterfactuals, it's like, yeah, I can understand it. Whereas Poor old Leonard, he, you know, Leonard is standing in the kitchen making himself a sandwich and he's like, what the hell are you guys playing? And they're, they're, he's explaining, he goes, and of course, you know, there's um, Sheldon saying it's good for ages 8 to 80. Come and join us. So he goes, okay, yeah. I, I'm I like always it. up for a good brain teaser. Yeah, and he's there and they, they, give you, they give him a question, which you've already heard, and he's like, I don't know. That doesn't, now, what's doesn't interesting is, okay, so Sheldon and Amy are playing this made-up game called Counterfactuals. And the question is, in a world ruled by a giant beaver, what food is now unavailable to you? No longer consumed. That's yeah. right. And he's like, well, cinnamon sticks because, you know, cinnamon because beavers eat trees and it's the only bark that humans consume. And they're like, be serious. And Amy says, in a world ruled by a giant beaver, mankind builds dams to please it, and the low-lying city of Copenhagen is flooded, and therefore they never invent their signature dish, the cheese Danish. But what's interesting about this, and and Amy would know, Amy and Sheldon should know this, that yeah. the city of Copenhagen is located on an island off mainland Dan- Denmark and on the coast, so damming rivers would never cause it to flood. Okay. But if it's low lying, then wouldn't the water level rise there by flooding the city? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't flood it. No, because it's on an island off the coast. It's not even connected to where the rivers are. Okay, but is there water surrounding Copenhagen? Yes, but it's the ocean. Okay, which means that that if they build dams, the water level would technically rise. Or not the ocean, but yeah, but it, yeah. the water level may rise, but not to the level not that it the, flood right. um, Copenhagen. Oh, okay. Well, you know that, but this is the this is the questions that they they pose to each other, and I like it how um, Amy goes. Well, hang on. How about we? You know, this is this is unfair. How about we just make a game for his, you know, intellectual abilities? And she says, "We'll close our eyes and you go and hide." And he goes, oh, "I'm going to be in my room." And she goes, "Very good, Leonard. But next time, don't tell us where you're going to hide." And like that is really condescending oh insane i mean yeah but, that's like i want to smack you kind of but what we've got to really understand with sheldon and amy is they don't have a filter like everybody else does no this well this like, is why we've said from episode one that we believe sheldon is on the spectrum i'm not convinced that amy isn't i i don't think amy is i think she's just socially inept she is yeah 
And You've a lot of that, that is because she was homeschooled by her mother in a, in a little bit of a carry-ish kind of way. Yeah. And you've always said that she seems to be not on the spectrum, but she's very dysfunctional with regards to social convention. Which well, is- well, spoiler alert, in future episodes, we learn that most of her schooling up through the high school level was homeschooled by her mother because she didn't want her influenced by other children. And when she was bad, she was put in the closet and had to watch McNeil Lair through the slats. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it reminds me a lot of how Carrie's, you know, the, that movie Carrie, the way, the way her mother used to put her in the sin closet. As soon as you said the closet, that was the first thing that I thought of. It when I went to was, was Carrie in her closet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there is definitely, uh, and, and the mother was very, very domineering, obviously, as we know in Carrie. So there is, there is, there is certainly a, you know, you can certainly see it, but I really think that Amy just doesn't have, and I think this is the reason that because she's been homeschooled, she doesn't have the filter. Like yeah. she can say what she feels. Yeah. Because she's, I mean, honestly, She's not really used to being around other people and at work. She's probably only talking about work, which is somewhere that she excels. So there's not a lot of social conversation. No. And and really, because she's never been in a social situation, she's never had people to sit there and go, whoa, Amy, no, 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 you can't say that. Or she doesn't have friends to sit there and say, no, you you can't say that to him. You need to just say, okay, look, how about we play something else, you yeah. know? Um, and I like it how when, you know, Leonard doesn't get the question right, you know, she says, and, you know, Leonard starts to be um, very standoffish and she's like, you know, is he always this cheerful when he loses? And she goes, oh, and he, and Sheldon says, oh, no, you should have seen him with a great Jenga tantrum of 2008. And, of course, this is when Leonard looks And Leonard's like, you bumped the table and you know it. Yeah. See, so, you know, but yeah, she doesn't have a filter, unfortunately. So now we're at the Cheesecake Factory and Raj and Howard are discussing the term toilet at the dinner table. And I, and this is actually a, a, a good um, thing because they, they're talking about, Leonard actually starts talking about a paper that he actually read. And Raj goes, well, well spoiler alert, spoiler alert, I have just printed off a PDF and I want to read it on the potty. And I like it how, how it goes, potty, what are you, eight? And he goes, well, what do you call it? And he goes, well, I call it a toilet. And, he, and, and he's like, well, that's rather vulgar for the dinner table, don't you think? Yeah. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with Raj. Okay. So obviously, I'm originally from America. You're obviously originally from Australia. Yeah. And when I moved to Australia uh, almost nine years ago, that was one of the things that I had to get used to is that everybody calls it the toilet. And I was always raised and have always felt that that's a really vulgar term. And we usually refer to it as the bathroom or the ladies room or whatever. And yes, when we're kids, it's, it's the potty. Um, but I, I just, I've just, I've never really gotten comfortable with the fact that everybody calls it a, a toilet. Right. Well, you know, in Australia, if I was one of these guys, I'd be saying I'm going to the dunny or I'm going to go to the crap shack. Okay, the really hilarious one was when I first moved here, and I was I, I was getting my my words my colloquialisms mixed up, and I referred to um, a duna as a dunny. <laughs> and, I don't think anybody's ever had a duna and a dunny. That's for and sure. And you and you really didn't let me live that down for the longest time. That was that was actually really fun. But now, do you that, want to clarify which is which? Yeah, a duna is what you sleep with in the bed. A dunny, it's a comforter. A comforter. 
Um, those of us in Australia know what I'm talking about. And a dunny is obviously a toilet. Well, I always thought a dunny was the portable toilet. Well, okay, in in early like a porta porta potty, right? In the early times, they used to have the toilets outside of the house, which was yeah, which was yeah, which was terrifying because you used to have to go outside and hope to God you're not going to get bitten by a uh, a spider, usually a redback on the toilet seat. Yeah. Um, but so that was what they used to call, and that's what we used to call a dunny, which is a porta potty. You know, but there are still those bogan Australians that still call inside toilets dunnies. I don't oh, know why. Okay. Um, but you know, I mean, obviously, I think people have started to come around with the fact that it's toilets or bathrooms. Or, I mean, if you say you're going to go to the bathroom, our idea is you were going to just go and wash your hands. You know. Really. Yeah, you'd have to go to the toilet to do your business. You go to the bathroom to wash your hands because it was always because it, it was always separated. In a lot of houses. Yeah, yeah that got... was another thing to get used to over here is that th- unless it's an ensuite, mm. then the bath and shower are in a different room and the toilet's in a room on its own. And that's been, that's always been the way. Yeah. And I did that, that I thought was really weird when I first got here. Yeah. Uh, yeah my mother and father, when they built their house, had an ensuite, which had a toilet and a bathroom all in one, but that was an ensuite. But uh, in our house, when I was growing up, there was a toilet in one room, bathroom in the other room. So, yeah. So we're discussing, we've discussed all that of, of the toilet, you know, and of course, I love it how Howard goes, so what, when you go there, what are you going to do? Go wee wee? And he goes, and like unless I goes, have to go boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we see that Amy and Sheldon arrive and Amy had to stop to get some female hygiene supplies. And it's, it's like, and, and, and the, the guys are like, like oh. And and because I like it how uh, Sheldon goes, I think she might have her menzies. And he's like, and they're like, oh, God. She and goes, then like, oh, no. and then Amy's like, well, no, actually, just to avoid surprises, I wear them all the time. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, of course, Penny comes in and Penny's, you know, in a good mood. She goes, oh, oh look. Oh, look, it's Shamey. And Amy goes. What and and like our Sheldon goes, it's a it's a colloquialism of our two Amalgam- names. amalgamation of our two names. Uh, Sheldon, Amy, Shamey. Shamey. Oh, goes, I don't like that. Don't do that. Uh, and I like it how um, Penny goes. So, um, what's new? And she goes, well, I just found out you call her Shamey, and I don't like that. And, he, and she goes, no, well, no, about your life. What's going on in your life? And she goes, oh, like everybody else is subject to entropy, decay, and eventual death. And it's like, okay. And I like it how she, uh, Amy says to Sheldon, so why isn't she taking out order? Which is really true with about Penny. Yeah, it is. Why isn't she not taking out order? And I like it how Sheldon says, well, to actually get fed here, we have to negotiate or or go through a, a maze of social conventions. And she's like, oh, because I thought that the word cheesecake factory. Factory would, would imply that it actually worked more efficiently. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> yeah. And what does Penny do? Oh, well, I don't want to be here anymore, so I'll just leave you to it and walks away. <laughs> and, of course, I like it how we start to – Leonard tries to get to, you know, start to get the conversation going. But, of course, this just doesn't go down with well with Amy. And she's like, you know, yes, yes, he's just a festival of humdrum chit-chat. And I like it how um, – He's like, all right, I'm out. Howard, you're up. And Howard's like, well, tell us about your work. And she's like, well, I don't think you'd understand it because Sheldon tells me you only have a master's degree. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm out, um, Raj. And of course, l- luckily, Raj can't talk in front of women. So he just sits there and just shakes his head. And uh, 
We've also find out that Sheldon believes that he is the social glue that holds the group together. Of course he does, because it's always all about it's him. It's all about Sheldon. Him. Yeah. Um, so now we see that Leonard and Sheldon are walking up the stairs, and we find out that um, Leonard wants time, wants Sheldon to spend time with his girlfriend. Not his girlfriend, remember. It's not my girlfriend. She's yep. a girl who happens to be my friend. Um, and he wants him to spend his time with her somewhere, somewhere else. else because she is a judgmental, sanctimonious, and obnoxious, just like Sheldon. Yeah, but but <laughs> yeah. she really is. She is. Very yeah. much so. And, this... and and the difference, I think, is that you you really believe that Amy knows that she's being that way and just doesn't care, where Sheldon really? is completely um you know, he just I, I personally, I mean, I personally think that Sheldon doesn't understand it and Amy is not aware of it. Um, I think she is to some degree, but just, well, she just she's better than is, everybody else. No, I actually think that, she, I think really think that Amy believes that this is normal. This is a normal social convention. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had a friend that he would tell me about all his, all his sexual con conquests in great detail. And it's like, I don't want to know about it. Yeah. But he didn't have a filter to say, oh, there are things that I should say and there are things that I should keep private between myself and my partner. Regardless of whether he's had his whether he's been in a relationship for 15 minutes or four years, the fact that he had no no filter to say, okay, I can say that I, I've done and then I'd stop it right there. And whatever is between myself and my partner is in yeah. the bedroom. Yeah. You know, I don't need to know what you did there in there you know so i think yep. in for for amy's situation is that she doesn't understand that she needs to have a filter on because she's never been shown to have a filter obviously in the house she's able to say and do what she wants because she's being homeschooled she's got yeah. nobody pulling her up whereas sheldon he just doesn't care he's he just says regardless because yeah. once again, he's been able to say it in the well, house. We actually have his mother to blame for that, for coddling him too much when he was younger. Thank you. And even his father says about that situation is that, you know, you you coddle Sheldon quite a lot, more than now, anyone, more than Missy and more now than that Georgie. that being said, I love the show Young Sheldon. I really do. Yeah. But I really wish that they, that the, okay. So the woman playing his mother on Young Sheldon is the daughter of the woman who plays his mother on The Big Bang Theory. Which is wonderful. I love it how they, they fabulous. It. Yeah. But I really wish that the Young Sheldon Mary Cooper was more like the Big Bang Sh Mary Cooper because the, Mary Cooper in the Big Bang Theory, she doesn't take anything off anybody. She doesn't take any guff. Yeah. And she does actually set clear boundaries and she puts Sheldon in his place. Whereas on young Sheldon, it just, it, I mean, there's a balance between giving in, coddling, protecting, and appreciate, and, and because he's special and he's a genius and we yeah. get that and he will be treated differently but i think in young sheldon they actually go overboard with it and it just yeah i think there may be a a, a point of that where when sheldon goes away to college that there may be that you know he's gone away to college she then focuses a lot on georgie and missy and then she can suddenly start to see that she's really molly coddled sheldon and is now going you know what 
I should treat all my children differently, uh, the same way, not differently because he's special and Missy's this and Georgie's that. You know, maybe, maybe she just, but maybe. I just, I, I just, as I go through watching young Sheldon, I find myself wishing that it was more similar. Yeah, that, that Mary was more similar. Yeah, and she certainly is. Yeah. Um, but now we also find out that, of course, Sheldon points out to Leonard that he suffered in silence for eight. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I suffered in silence for eight months of Penny's country music singing, her rubbing her feet with a pumice stone in our apartment, and poor documentaries about the Jersey Shore. And like informative documentaries about the Jersey Shore. And I love it how Leonard goes, uh, "I'm I'm sorry, silence." In silence. And she goes, and he goes, "Yes." And I and I I would appreciate you do the same because I suffered in silence. And of course, Sheldon walks into the apartment, and Lena's like, uh, "But silence!" Like he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. What do you mean silence?" Language, Mister. This is a family show. Oh, for God's sake! I'm going to drop the f bomb once, maybe no. twice. No. Um. So of course, we now see that they're all in now Penny's apartment. Um. Because we now have decided that we're all hiding away from Sheldon and Amy. And Leonard does point out a very good a good um, point. He's like, I think we have to assume that this may go on for years. And like it, it's like, well, and Penny says, what? So we're all just going to hang out in here and avoid the shamey. And uh, we also find out that Raj is getting slowly getting drunk. And yeah, he's uh, getting really obnoxious. He's very obnoxious. He goes to um, Penny, you know, shoot me another um, silver bullet. And she goes, get up and get it yourself. And he goes, oh, someone took the bitchy pills. And like <laughs> how Penny says to Howard, well, he's an ass when he drinks. And Howard goes, he's an ass when he doesn't drink. You just don't hear it because, of course, yeah. he doesn't speak. He doesn't. He's not able to speak. Yeah, because then he's like, yeah, you know, it may go on for years. We may be hanging out here long term. And Raj is like, yeah, then she's then Penny's going to need to get satellite TV and maybe run a vacuum through this place once a week. Yeah. And so Penny does say, well, you know, didn't you speak? Weren't you going to speak to Sheldon? And Leonard goes, well, yeah, I did. And she Oh, and while she's doing it, she's pumicing her feet, by the way. Yeah. And he goes, well, she he made a valid point. He had to put up with you for eight months. <laughs> and it is true because, you know, he did say that she was pumicing her foot in, in our Which apartment. It's disgusting to do in somebody else's house. And, well, Pe- Penny doesn't have a filter, obviously. She doesn't no. care. But um, she's an, I mean, uh, honestly, they're all almost all of them are narcissists. To they some really degree. are. But how Penny it, is, Sheldon is, Howard yeah. is. But Howard does actually insist on correcting Penny the way that she's doing her pumicing of her feet in the because evening. he does it for his mom all the yeah. time, and and she's like, oh yeah, that is better. And I like how he goes, well, and someday when you got varicose veins, I'll show you how to massage them because he does that obviously for his mother as well. Yeah, oh, he does God. everything. His mother, he and his mother have a. Very strange relationship. relationship. So the next day, we're in the cafeteria at the university, and Howard and Leonard are sitting there. And of course, Raj is very hungover, and I love it how he goes. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> what's interesting about the way they're seated is yeah. um, Howard and Leonard are seated across from each other. Raj is in a chair on the end, leaving yeah. chairs at the uh, at the other end of the table open. How's that? As as if they were waiting for someone, because normally Raj would be seated next to Howard. Howard, yeah. Yeah. And it's like they were waiting for Sheldon and Amy to show up, but they act surprised like because they weren't expecting them. Yeah. What they should have really done is have have, uh, Raj sitting next to Howard. And when those two got there, there was only one chair available, which means that Sheldon would have naturally sat next to Leonard. 
So it could have been. No, what they would have done is had the chair at the end and the first chair on the table open. Open, yeah. Yeah. And they could have sat like that. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Um, But I like it how um, when Rose is saying, oh, never again. And and Leonard goes, what, never again? Like drinking all of Penny's beers, then running down to the the, um, uh, bottle shop to get another pack of 40s, some Slim Jims, and a copy of Bombay (laughs) Badonkadonks. Bombay Badonkadonks. And he goes, oh, it's not so sick. sick. <laughs> oh, my God. So now we see that uh, who is coming into the the frame is. Oh, look, it's Shamey. Yeah. And first of all, um, Leonard goes, oh, look, it's John and Yoko. And, of course, then how it goes is more like Yoko and Yoko. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, of course, Amy's been given a tour. And Amy thinks it's very impressive for theoretical work as opposed to the real-world applications of neurobiology. She finds theoretical physicists, I don't know. Oh, how shall we say? Cute. And she claims that neurobiology is a higher science than physics. Of course, Sheldon is absolutely appalled <gasps> at this. You take that back. Yeah, and and so he she does. They do go backwards and forwards about certain um, aspects of their both their, their research and stuff. And I like it how Sheldon goes, okay, that's it. I think we need to end our relationship immediately. And Jamie agrees and gets up and leaves. So yeah. it's like, wow, that was really quite abrupt. I mean, it's just their first disagreement because there's certain theoretical physicists that, that Sheldon idolizes. And, and there is Amy trying to explain that, you know, that what she's studying and the scientists that came before her are mapping the human brain, the thing that actually makes us all work. And what you're doing is just theoretical. What I'm doing is real life practical. So there is that suddenly that, that, oh, you know, I've got a different idea of what you're, you're doing, but that's not any reason to go breaking up with that person, but apparently it is. So now we're down in the laundry and uh, Penny finds Sheldon doing the laundry and asks how he's doing after his breakup with his girlfriend. Because how, uh, once again, Sheldon says, well, it would, I guess, it would be okay if she was my girlfriend, but she's not my girlfriend. And it's like, oh, okay, all right. Hi. And yeah, Sheldon assures her that his relationship with Amy was purely intellectual. And she's like, oh, okay. And he goes, now, if you excuse me, I'm going off to buy a cat. <laughs> I why don't know why. I don't know why people gravitate towards cats after a breakup. That should be this week's question, but no, I, I've got a different question. But I'd really love to know that answer. That could be a sub. That's be a subsequent answer. If you want to email me, perpetualmotionsquad zero zero at gmail.com and tell me why do people gravitate towards cats after a breakup? Please, I, I, I want to know. I don't know. I don't understand it. So, because Leonard returns home to find that Sheldon has got himself a cat. Well, actually, no. Before that, no. He actually no. no we're he back does. at the cafeteria. No, no, no. He goes. No, he does come home, and he finds out that he has got a cat, and he's named the cat. Robert Oppenheimer yes. after the Los Alamos atomic scientist. And he, of course he thinks to himself that later finds uh, later, he there back at the um, cafeteria. And this is where Leonard is saying, well, you know, he's gone and got himself a cat, you know, he, he takes he, it he, everywhere, everywhere, to the bathroom. <laughs> he, he sleeps um... with the cat. And then of course, this is where, you know, um, we see Sheldon comes into the cafeteria carrying the cat. And I like how it goes. And oh, it's yeah. Dr. Robert Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. So it's like, okay. And he goes, then he goes, I, Dr. Oppen, if you excuse me, Dr. Robert, I'm a, Robert Oppenheimer needs a saucer of warm milk. So I like how, how, how it goes. Oh, 
so we're worried about Sheldon, Sheldon. because yeah. I like how Leonard goes, where well, I'm really worried about him. And he's like, and of course, like how Howard goes, yeah, I'm, I've been worried about Sheldon for, for a long period of time. So this is no, no real worry to me. And then, of course, when we see that him with the cat, there we go. So, of course, we arrive home and later Leonard finds him with six more cats named after another Manhattan project. Well, well no, he, he says to him, so it's like, okay, so you, he, and he comes home and he's like, what the? And he's like, well, Dr. Oppenheimer was uh, lonely. lonely. Oh, so you got the rest of the Manhattan project. Yes. <laughs> and he goes through Except all for of, this one. Yeah, he goes through all of them. And he, he gets to Zezel's is his favorite cat because he's, he's so. Now, now I would like to point out that when Leonard first sees Sheldon's new collection of cats and Sheldon introduces the cats to him, the all white cat is introduced as Dr. Richard Feynman. Shortly thereafter, when Sheldon introduces the cats to his mother, a little bit further on in the episode, the cat introduces Feynman as the ginger one, not the white one. Oh, well, I mean, Sheldon could probably just want to change it because he's he's like, no, it was it was it was a continuity error, a continuity error. Um, but I like it how he goes that um, the amount of cats that he's got is actually called a clouder, which I didn't know about. Or no, he he gave it two options, or a, a clouder or a sparkle. Glaring. glaring no, thank you. Glaring. So I didn't even realize that if, if they've got more than one cat, if they've got, you know, multiple cats, it's called a clouder or a yeah, I think it's three or more. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Okay. Um, so I see that Mary Cooper arrives because he, because Leonard, Leonard called her because he's called her Sheldon and he can't do anything about it. No, this is really worrying. So <laughs> she walks in and, she, and she's like, you know, it's okay. I I've seen it all. I've done it all. It's okay. He cannot. Cause he's like, there's a bit of a surprise and she's like, it's yeah. all right. I raised that boy. I've seen it all. I've seen him at his best. I've seen him at his worst. There's nothing that can surprise me. And he opens the door and he's like, and she's like, Ugh. and he's like, surprise. She's and- like, Oh, what a powerful smell. <laughs> because with that many cats, it would be a very strong ammonia smell. Yeah. I guess you'd have to because, yeah. you know, and I like it how we find that uh, Sheldon has actually got 25 cats. Yeah. That's now, a bit much. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about this for just a moment. Yes. Back in the Fuzzy Boots corollary that aired in 2007, it's implied that Sheldon cannot have cats because he has asthma. Yes, he does. And. Hang on. Leonard, no, Leonard's got asthma. No, Sheldon does when it comes to cats. They, they said, back, remember back in the beginning, they said Sheldon had asthma and then That's it changed right. to Leonard. To Leonard, yes. Now, when Leonard Sheldon said that he was going to get a hypoallergenic cat. Yes. Died, exactly. I, I understand you've got asthma. Yes. Yeah. But when Sheldon fills the apartment with cats, he obviously forgot that he mentioned in the Plimpton stimulation that pets are banned per the roommate agreement with the Thank exception you. of service animals, such as seeing eye dogs and cybernetically enhanced helper monkeys. Yeah. It, possible that sheldon considers the cats to be emotional support animals which many people erroneously consider to be service animals personally i disagree with that i would say an emotional support animal is a service animal yeah and i would also say that because leonard uh, because sheldon drew up the roommate agreement mm-hmm. sheldon can change the roommate agreement at any time to suit yeah because things. it all services him yeah it's but Jim Parsons with- did actually reveal in an interview that he and and he actually <laughs> Pardon me. He actually said that he, much like Sheldon, is allergic to cats. Thank you. I am too. 
That's why we kind of. I know you are, but but the they only- actually did establish that Sheldon was allergic, but obviously that went out the window for this recipe. And I did forget a piece of uh, trivia uh, with regards to the Dan- to the cheese Danish. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Americans call a Danish pastry, the Danes call Wienerbrod. Vienna bread, the original style of layered pastry consisting of dough, butter, dough, butter, dough, goes back to the 14th century Vienna. The Danes modified the recipe, making today's Danish pastry similar to the croissant, a French modification of the Wienerbrod recipe. Okay. There you go. I wonder if that's the place, the same place you get the dough, a deer, a female deer. Actually... Maybe. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think the um, sound of music took place in Austria. Yeah, it took place in Austria, which is Vienna. Do dear, good, good, good one. Ah, see, uh, sometimes I love that movie. We may need to watch that movie soon. Uh, and if people want to find out, you know, I said I'm allergic to cats. Cat is the only one that I'm not allergic to. <laughs> she's she's the first cat that I've ever uh, that I've ever been with that I don't uh, I'm not allergic to. Yep, there isn't that nice? Okay. <laughs> So we find out that, of course, that, you know, um, you know, Mary Cooper is trying to understand that, well, is this whole thing with the cats to do with the fact that there is this girlfriend that you've broken up with? And she does actually verify that Sheldon had a real life girlfriend. Not Yeah, I that... love it. She's like, now, when you say that he, he broke up with a girl, you do mean an actual girl, not yeah. something you boys whipped up in the lab. <laughs> but when she does see all the cats, she does say to Leonard that he should have called her. He should have called sooner. <laughs> yeah, and I think, yes, that's probably a good idea. So Mary Mary Cooper is making dinner for the for everyone, and and she does she's done this on multiple occasions. Yeah, she always in, cooks in when episode. she visits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but of course, and, she, and he goes, she says to him, "Come on, Sheldon, dinner time." And he goes, "Okay." And she goes, "No cats." And you hear, Aww. Aww. Which, and I love that said, they continue that in Young Sheldon. That whenever yeah. they do something and they say the kids, you know, you can't do whatever, they're like, "Oh." So I like it how they kept that continuity. Yes. Um, so Sheldon that one made finds me laugh. that Amy has bec- has come to be a guest at the apartment. What is she doing here? Um, and I like it how Amy says that uh, apparently your mother wanted me to come because she thinks that you might be losing your mind over me. <laughs> and well, Mary, Mary says, well, I invited her because I wanted to know what kind of young woman she is. She's a perfectly unique, in quotation marks, young lady. And that it was good that they broke up because they were not suited for each other. And I like, otherwise she would have to break them up on her own. I don't know how a parent can break up a couple. How oh, trust me, they can. They can? Oh, yeah. Okay. You can, ma- you can make it hell on earth enough that it's just not worth it anymore. But when you think to yourself that your parents have actually had their life and they're trying to control well, your the, life. This, these are parents who are more concerned with what they think and, and other what other people might think and their own feelings rather than the happiness of their child. And I wonder about how, your ex-wife, honey. Okay, but I wonder how many people have gone through life with not having the the partner that they wanted because they were trying to please their parents. Mm-hmm. And when their parents pass away, it's like, oh, so now I can have my life, which now it's too late and I die alone. King Charles. <clears throat> yeah, King Charles should have stayed away from Camilla, but we're not going to go there because I'm sure, there. I'm sure there are people that actually look at her as queen, but this family does not. No, no. Let's all. not go there. No. Um, so I like how Sheldon object, you know, Sheldon objects to what you know they were talking about 
with regards to well if we decide to move forward you realize that you know you are you're not being going against my mother's wishes yeah and a lot of that Amy goes, well, yes, well, it's, it's. I I I find being cast in the as the in the role of the bad girl oddly titillating, <laughs> which is this nice little hint at what is to come with Amy. Yeah, and I like it how they go backwards and forwards discussing the fact that with Amy's suggestions about the fact that he agrees that 65 percent of their problems were no eighty five percent was him, and he's like, I'll go as high as forty. Sixty five done done. Would you so like now, to see my cats? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> they are the epitome of indifference. <laughs> I like it how Leonard, you know, correctly guesses that Mrs. Cooper was using some sort of reverse psychology. Her psychology, yeah. And I like it how she says that, you know, yes, Sheldon thinks he's such a smarty pants, but he acts like any other man when it comes to reverse psychology. T- you tell him he can't do something and that's all he wants. <laughs> and I like it how she says that, you know, you know, if we had have told my my brother Stumpy not to put his hand in the wood chip, we would have still been calling him Edward. Now, Little tiny minutia trivia. Um, In the last episode, we saw Sheldon putting out his family tree, mapping out his family tree. His sister's, his mother's brother's name was Carl, not Edward. Yeah. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah. But in the South, they'll often call people by names that are not necessarily actually their names. So to call Carl Edward would actually make some kind of weird sense. And I like it how she says to Leonard, now you just sit there and I'll bring over all the food. And Leonard goes, oh, no, I'll go and get it. And he, she goes, oh, isn't that nice? And so, we see, <laughs> so we see so we see, that she actually uses the same technique on Leonard. Yeah. Um, in the final scene, we see that Sheldon and Amy are giving away the cats on a table marked Cats $20. Though they're not selling the cats, they are in fact paying people $20 to, to take, take the them. cats away. Which is interesting that people figured that out because the sign does not say it that. It doesn't say that. It, it was if it said cats plus twenty dollars, then yeah. Yeah, but it's it's like and she uh, you know Amy hands the cat. There's a kid standing in front of Sheldon. He goes, "Thank you, Amy. Here's your cat and, and your twenty dollars." So yeah. So the scene then goes black, and that is the end of this episode. I actually yeah. like this episode. I love this episode, it, but it, it as I said, it does. But it does show you that that um. We know that Sheldon doesn't have a filter, or actually, no, Sheldon resists the idea of having a filter. Amy doesn't understand about having a filter. And I think that as we progress in the series and as we go through the seasons, we see that bit by bit, she starts to understand that there needs to be a filter on certain things. Even Penny takes her under her wing and starts to teach her that we haven't seen Bernadette for at least the the last five episodes. Well, she and Howard broke up. Yeah. But when, when Bernadette starts coming back into the scene and starts coming into the series more, we see that even Bernadette starts to tell Amy, spoiler alert, that there needs to be a filter on things that she says. So Amy is starting to understand that being part of now a group of people, that they are going to start filtering her out and trying to shut her down as far as there are things you can say, things you can't say, Amy. Well, this is what you should have been this is essentially what you should have been taught at school, but you weren't yeah. you weren't at school, you were homeschooled. Yeah. So I think and, there are, and in some ways, I think she has one of the biggest growth arcs in the entire uh, out of very all the Very much characters. so. Yeah, she does. She yeah. does because Penny starts where she is and finishes pretty much basically the same way. Bernadette starts nice and becomes a bitch but the greatest arc that we've seen in this i mean is, howard has a huge arc he grows up a lot i would say howard and amy are the two yeah i mean sheldon grows up a lot too yeah but not but, to the same but i i think it's growth. howard and amy 
And, yeah. and I'd be hard pressed to say which one did more. If I had to, if I had to choose, I'd say probably Howard. Oh, thank you. I was leaning towards him. But yeah. yeah, but Amy's a very close second. Yeah, I was leaning towards him for sure. Yeah, because I think the way I think where he started to where he ends up is amazing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he so actually we, becomes a really good guy. Yeah, and he so turns we, into a really good dad. Spoiler alert. And do we have any more fun facts or crazy credits? Of course we, of course we have uh, crazy credits. Now, for those who are following along, today was our largest food episode. Yes, it was. We had one cheesecake factory, one snacks at home, one cook at home, and two Caltech cafeterias. Yes, we did. So yeah. So hit us with your crazy credits, Chuck Lori. This is a weird crazy credit, I tell you. Yeah, okay. So, Chuck Lorre Productions number 297. Everywhere I look, I see Ned Beatty. Not literally Ned Beatty. What I keep seeing appears to be his doppelganger or his evil twin or a Ned Beatty war- wannabe or simply some paunchy, red-faced, middle-aged son of a bitch who either has the great misfortune to or great good luck to look just like Ned Beatty. I would also venture to say that if you were to casually glance over your shoulder, you too would say, no, not now. Wait until it's cool. Okay, now. See it? There are a suspicious number of Ned Beatty's wandering around this country. If one were to conspiratorially inclined, one might even think that someone is growing a secret army of rotund little bastards. Why? To what end? Retribution on an apocalyptic scale for the lifelong mocking of the real Ned Beatty endured after appearing in the sodomy scene in Deliverance? Whatever the purpose, there is ample reason to be afraid. The only reassurance we can have is the knowledge that, not, that it's not nearly as scary as a whole bunch of Warren Beatty's running around. That is really weird. Yeah. I, now, I don't know. Yeah, yeah okay. that one's just. That was just, that was weird. so off topic. Now, going back to Bernadette, guess yeah. who's back in the next episode? Oh, Bernadette. Yeah. And we find out why they broke up in the hot, in oh, season four, God. episode four, the hot troll deviation. Uh-huh. We know that one. Yep. Anyone that's following along with us on the on the episodes, or if you've seen this this series before, believe me, this is uh, rather interesting. What actually happens now? Yes. Before I get to the the um, question for the day, I wanted to actually just thank everyone for. I'm good. Yeah, we want to thank you for being part of listening and making the PMS successful. Yeah, it you really know, is. We, we we love that you follow along. We love that you interact with us. Um, if you haven't done so already, please leave a rating and a review. Where especially if you listen on Apple Podcast, because it really helps us join up in the the rankings and to show up when people are looking for a Big Bang Theory fan podcast. Yeah. Now, Spotify have got this new thing called impressions. So it basically indicates how many times we show up on the home screen, how many Spotify searches that there are, and how many are actually put into Spotify library, which means that, you know, you go and tell someone to go and, and listen to maybe an, you know, an episode of us, and then they go, yep, I like this, this, you know, uh, podcast, I'm going to put it into my library. So, so far right now, in the last 30 days, we've had 7,815 impressions on our show. Which means that that's a on, lot of impressions, right? So on the Spotify home screen, and that's just one platform. This is just one platform, right? So when people have clicked onto the home screen of Spotify, we have come up in the search bar, the main search bar, eight hundred and thirty times. We have also been basically 
when there's a, a Spotify search, when someone is sitting there going, I really want to find out if there's anything to do with Big Bang Theory. People have typed in Big Bang Theory. We have been featured 6,745 times on Spotify. Is that and, like in the top 10 or something? Oh, yeah. That is, that's the basically the top five. Oh, yeah. wow. And, we have awesome listeners. And we have also been put into people's Spotify library 240 times. We have awesome listeners. So out of all that 7,815 impressions, we are currently sitting at 1,377 downloads. That's awesome. So we have really done very, very well. And just so you know, the pilot episode, our very, very first episode, we ever did a PMS that sounded really like we were broadcasting from a back garden shed has <laughs> has been downloaded 135 times. So thank you, everyone, very much for coming to visit us at the Perpetual Motion Squad. And how can they reach us? Perpetual Motion Squad 00 at gmail.com. And obviously on any listening platform. And if you go into um, uh, iTunes, we when you actually go into Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, sweetie. Okay. Okay. We're in, we're in iTunes. And when you go into iTunes, when you go into search for podcasts, you can actually give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Yeah, they actually well. call it Apple Podcasts. Now it's been upgraded. Okay, whatever it is, you can leave a rating and review. Now, this week's question, it's not a very hard question. Do you have any pets? Can we, we put up pictures of Oliver? Uh, we can't, I mean, we could put a picture up of him on the the, the banner. If yeah, you want to. we probably should. So as the header, you want me to put a picture of Oliver up on the... Oliver loves P P PMS. He, he sits here and snoozes behind me every time we record an episode. Okay. Well, so you've got to send me a picture of Oliver because <laughs> I don't have one readily available on the computer. Okay. So if you send me one, I will put it up. So this week's header picture is going to be of our dog, Oliver. <laughs> so he is going to be a star for all times because he's going to have his own header picture on our podcast. Yes, he is. He also has his own Instagram at Oliver Milner Dog. Yes. So if you guys want to follow him on that one, you can remember we are, we are also on um yeah yeah I think well that's all we're on we don't we don't actually have a Facebook page no you wouldn't let me make one no I didn't say you, you I didn't say you were not allowed to make one you can make one you just got to keep it updated and do it that's yeah. all all right okay well on that happy note we it was a happy see... note huh it was a happy note it was a happy note uh -huh. uh <laughs> Oh, dearie me. We've got so many podcasts we've got to do today. Yeah. If anyone All wants right, to actually so follow any more podcasts, we've actually got the Home Class Movie Chat. We're about that we're going to drop a new episode. Actually, we're going to drop three new episodes. We're going to schedule on three new episodes three, for three the episodes. next three weeks. Yeah. So if anyone wants to know what movies we're going to be doing, if you this will be a sneak preview of our awesome listeners. If you come to if you come to the Home Class Movie Chat, our other podcast, we are going to do war games. We're going to do The Curse of La Llorona, and we're also going to do a movie called Priest. Which was actually quite interesting and yeah. stars um, Carl Urban, who plays McCoy on the new um, string of Star Trek. And the priest is the guy that plays... It was uh, Paul Bellamy. He was Vision in Vision. the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So we're going to do three episodes today of that. So yes, if you want to come to Home Class Movie Chat, we do a whole lot of other rating and review of movies. So come on over there. You'll hear more of Paul and Cat. And then there's also the Horror Crypt, if you like yes. creepy, icky horror stuff. 
that's my podcast that is just completely and utterly horror. So if you want to come to the Horror Crypt podcast, that's mine, which is just wall-to-wall. And I mean wall-to-wall, guts, gore, horror, and blood. So, In other words, icky stuff. Yeah, so if you can't get enough of just me and Kat on the Perpetual <laughs> Motion Squad, you can come over to either the Home Class Movie Chat or the Horror Crypt. Okay, and I'm sure they're probably going, okay, let's wrap, wrap it, it up, up, folks. <laughs> so thank you again for joining us. If you know somebody who would like to join the conversation, by all means, please invite them. And we'll see you next week. And in the meantime, we'll catch up with you at the Cheesecake Factory. Bye, everyone. Music and mythology, I said and astrology, it all started with the big bang.